don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Probably one of the largest letdowns in political history. Just have fun. Keep fighting, God wins. We love Here at home, Americans are finally getting some relief. Finally, right? Good news, people. We talk so much about bad news. Oh my gosh, inflation. Blah, blah, blah. This is good news. Gas prices are heading south, down. A government forecast, forecast says that they could drop below $3 a gallon. Whew. Finally, some economic relief, however minor. Americans are paying a little less at the pump after weeks of rising energy prices. Relief for the United States as energy costs drop. That pain that you've been feeling at the pump, it may be short-lived. There is finally some relief at the pump. Good news at the pump. Finally getting some relief, as you mentioned. The national average price of gas dropped four cents in the last week. Gas dropped nearly a nickel in the last week. It's a seven-week low. It's moving in the right direction. The average is now at a seven-week low. Actually, a seven-week low. Slightly lower gas prices, so that's good news. Yeah, this is the kind of positive news we've wanted. Yeah, really good economic news, including dropping gas prices. Gas prices will tumble below $3 a gallon soon, so that's good news. person familiar with the White House's thinking told me today that lower prices at the pump are good news. And I do think we have to note that gas prices and natural gas, for example, going way down. There are plenty of signs that the U.S. economy is strong. This economy moving in the right direction. It's not perfect. There are inflation concerns here, but there are a lot of things to be very, very grateful for as we head into the Christmas season. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I don't believe that that Here aged at home, well. Americans are hey, Don Lemon, quiet. Whoa, 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 Don Lemon, quiet. That did not age well, ladies and gentlemen. That was a flashback on CNN 
from December of 2021. If you remember, they spent, and when I say they, I'm talking about the left, they spent the entire, I don't know, Christmas season saying a president cannot dictate the price of gas, much like they're saying now. But then, but then right, right around Christmas time, Joe Biden said he was going to release some oil reserves, remember? And then he ended up giving away most of those oil reserves that he released. And the, and the amount that he released was probably good for like a day and a half as it was. So then when, they, when he released those oil reserves, oh, they were all over. Don Lemon was, oh, the gas prices, look what he's doing. Look what, look what great job he's doing. That didn't age well, did it? No, no, that didn't age well. As a matter of fact, what did age well was a different video that I had in mind, and this was not as fu- this was not uh, as recent. This was not as recent as December of 2021. We're gonna have to go back to October of 2020. I think this aged a lot better. A lot of great things, and you're paying what two dollars a gallon for your gasoline? That's okay. You know what that's like? That's like a tax cut. That's bigger than a tax cut. If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8, $9. Didn't they say, get rid of your car? So I know you've been in L.A. Gas prices are already higher, but now they're pretty astronomical. Yes. I can't quite see the sign where you are, but what? They're over 7 bucks a gallon over the weekend? If Biden got in, you'd be paying $7, $8. Oh, there it is. Yeah, $6.99 for a regular. Exactly. It's hard to believe, you know, you come down to some of these gas stations inside the city and it's like, folks, it's almost as if they want this to happen. It's almost like they're having they're having side bets on how high it will actually go. How high will the gas prices actually go? See how she was smiling? Yeah, it's so crazy. It's just so crazy what's happening here. You should see it. Look how high it is. It's six ninety nine. So I guess President Trump's video from October of 2020 aged a lot better than CNN's video from December of 2021. Now, here's another crazy Democrat just today who said that his caucus hasn't even discussed gas prices. On another Russian oil ban question, um, obviously, if this happens, we're going to see gas prices likely increase. Um, what is the thinking within your caucus about how to deal with that issue specifically? Um, and what is what has been the reaction of your colleagues to, you know, things like diplomatic outreach to countries like Venezuela and Saudi Arabia in terms of like increasing the global oil supply? Yeah, that issue hasn't come up, but I think increasing the global oil supply uh, at the moment uh, to the extent uh, that there are implications, particularly for Europe, uh, which is more heavily reliant Did he just say that that issue hasn't come up, but he thinks that uh, expansion of global oil supply is is necessary, but yet we don't want to produce any oil here? So are you saying we only you care about the climate, you care about the uh, the environment, so you don't want to produce any oil here, but you apparently don't uh, care about the climate or the environment in other countries. So you'll say, yeah, we need to expand on oil production, but yet not here. But that issue hasn't come up. How does Hakeem Jeffries, one of the highest ranking members in the House, how is him and his caucus not discussing rising gas prices? Ladies and gentlemen, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. God bless you. Thank you very much for joining in. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. Coming to you from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire. And it is a blessing 
It is a blessing to do this job for you. And I want to thank you for not only funding the show, but having the trust and the, uh, the courage to watch the show every day. Whether you get what you, whether you hear what you want to hear, or whether you don't, we are committed to digging and going where no other place will dig and go. And we are committed to saying the things that no other person will say. Kind of the same thing that got Donald J. Trump elected in 2016. I'd like to give a big shout out to all the Getter watchers, all the Getter viewers, the Live from America family members on Getter on the Jeremy Harrell page and on the Real America's Voice page. I'd like to give a big shout out to our Rumble family where our home is. Folks, thank you. God bless you. Please do me the ever so humble favor if you are watching on social media as sharing the video. And for all those watching on TV or Real America's Voice, thank you so very much for accepting Live from America into your family as we just grow the patriotism in this country and grow the need for God and the gospel and the truth. Speaking of that, we do have some prayer requests from Tanya Mongar. Tanya Monger says she has two prayer requests. She lives in Iowa, and, we, and they had a tornado on March 5th. And um, she says, we were fortunate with very minimal damage, but others were not so fortunate. There are lives lost, children's, uh, children, adults, and pets, as well as many homes destroyed. I not only want to thank God for it not being worse, but I want to pray for recovery where it is needed. God was at work, and there was an outpouring of help for cleanup, search and rescue, and providing food, etc., but there's a ton more to be done. The second prayer request, there was a shooting outside a nearby high school. One victim deceased, the other two in critical condition. Please include those impacted in your prayers. Thank you in advance, Tanya. Tanya, we will definitely keep that in our mind and in our hearts as we pray today and as we go to the Lord today. We are so sorry to hear that. And um, I'm going to email you uh, tomorrow morning when I get back into the studio uh, and uh, see if there's anything else that we can do to help you out. Let's go to the Lord on this March 8th year of our Lord 2022. It says, my promise to be with you always ensures that you never have to face anything alone. Like Tanya said, God was with her and they did not have to face it alone. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing to hear. The evil one uses three D's to keep you from finding me, distraction, deception, and discouragement. As you resist these tricky tactics and look for me, you will find me. You want to know uh, in our elected officials, since this is a political show and a political opinion a show as well, ladies and gentlemen, you want to know who else uh, deals in distractions, deceptions, and discouragement? Left-wing elected officials in this country and right-wing politicians. Azaria went out to meet the kings, or went out to meet King uh, Asa, as he was returning from battle, listen to me, Asa. Listen, armies of Judah and Benjamin, he shouted. The Lord will stay with you as long as you stay with him. Whenever you look for him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. And that comes from Second Chronicles 15.2. And from Matthew 28.20. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. And before you turn out the light tonight, patriots... Study and absorb my word, for it will be life and protection to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, folks. You know the drill. If you're wearing a hat, please remove your hat. You get to see my nifty new haircut today. It still looks like a mop. 
But anyway, please join with me as we say the Lord's Prayer together in unison, lifting our voices up, lifting our voices up to the one who gives us mercy, to the one who gives us uh, blessings and who one, the one who shows us his wonderful grace. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, it's really wonderful to see people across so many different platforms and so many different TV platforms uh, say that the Lord's Prayer has to be one of their favorite parts of the show. And I have to agree because we start the show off right. We put God where he belongs and that's at the front of our conversations, political or otherwise. Oh, sorry about that, folks. Had a little technical difficulty, political or otherwise. And uh, so I just want to thank you all so very much. Now, now we can move to that because we are going to our first commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. Real news and honest views right here on Live from America. We will be back right after this. Stay tuned. Sorry about that little technical difficulty there, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes it gets a little confusing in here with so many different, uh, so many different things to press. I'm like a kid in a candy store buttons and Eli's got things going on. We just, you know, sometimes we make little mistakes here, but, uh, Amy C says, I sure wish I could type better. Amen. My Lord. She says, God bless you, Amy. Bumble Patriot is watching. God bless you too. Larry Reha says, amen, sir. I love you, Larry. Thanks for being here. Barbara and, uh, James Peters. God bless you. And thank you for being here so much. It's, it's nice to see your faces every day. Um, Tim, Tim, Gina, Tim and Gina, God bless you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mozzie Paws is watching. God bless you. Uh, C. Ward says, love you and love, uh, love you and our Lord Jeremy. Cindy Ward from California. Good to see you, girl. Barb Naylor, how are you, Barb? Can't wait to get those Armor of God hats. I know there's a lot of people waiting for them. And um, I know, you, I know you, you, you do such good work. So thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. Hello, Zach from Georgia. Good to see you, my friend. Let's do some shout-outs over on Getter real quick if we can, if we got the time. We've got Bad Boy 4687 says from Champaign, Illinois. It's John. How you doing, sir? Zachary White is in the building. Good to see you, Zach. Amanda Collins, love you. Thank you very much for always being here. Go Blue. Hope all is well. Jeremy James from Judah, Wisconsin. Thank you, Miranda Dolan. For the Rumble rant, I appreciate that very much. For all those that might be new to the show, we are completely viewer-funded, and everything that we get on Rumble rants goes towards our Slurp Fund to help people out and our producer to keep him uh, right here on Live from America. We don't want him going anywhere, you know? Suzanne, good to see you. She says, made it. Whew. Good to see you. If you guys could do me the favor of reposting and sharing, I would really appreciate it. And by the way, if you are not following Real America's Voice News on their Facebook page, I would do it, folks, because it's like the here we go days. If anybody remembers those days on Facebook, we got uh, videos over there they're posting up of mine that have over 100,000 views. I mean, I guess Facebook wasn't done with me, even though I'm done with Facebook. Jeremy, glad you got the sign up. Show it off. You guys want to see it? There it is. There's the new sign, folks. Check it out. LFA. 
Finally got the neon sign up. It looks great. It looks great, man. I appreciate it. Finally got it up. Thank you so much. Donnie C says, I survived. LOL, LOL. Scary stuff, though. You know what? We're so happy that you're here, Donnie. So happy that you're still with us, man. Uh, You've been a fighter, and we've been able to watch you fight, and it's been an honor to do it, to be honest with you. So, all right, folks. Here we go. Let's get into the first and foremost section. Welcome back to Live from America, folks. We're going to get into our first and foremost section of the evening, which is the start off of the show, the official start off of the show. But we'd like to ask you to put your cups up, whatever you're drinking, coffee, water, wine, tea, it doesn't matter. And let's take our first slurp of the evening. All right, folks, here we go. Actor, producer, and very strategically placed president of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky has finally indicated that he is ready to agree to at least some of Vladimir Putin's uh, terms for a ceasefire to end this war. Now, yesterday, if you remember correctly, I reported to you that the Russian, uh, that, that Moscow had offered a, uh, a way out. Uh, Moscow had said, here's the terms. This is what we want. And uh, it, was, it was very unclear whether Ukraine was going to accept those terms, whether, whether the officials in Kiev were going to accept them terms or not. But we've got breaking news that says that, uh, that Zelensky indicates that he is ready to agree to at least some of, Putin ter- of Putin's terms. So let's, let's call for both of them to be as diplomatic as possible to get this done because this is only hurting everybody involved, inc- including, folks, the people that are right underneath it, which is the Ukrainian people. But let's take it back and talk about yesterday because Putin offered the terms to Ukraine. And today, Ukraine Zelensky responded and appears to have uh, accepted at least some of those terms right now. And the terms were Moscow was demanding that Ukraine cease military action, change its constitution to enshrine neutrality because there's a lot of neo-Nazism going on uh, inside the, that government that was placed in there from the coup d'etat of 2014, acknowledge Crimea as Russian territory and recognize the separatist republics of Donetsk and Lugansk as independent states, which I thought considering what was going on and considering the, the, you know, what would happen if they did not accept these terms, I thought this was very fair because it was an agreement that, was, that they've been living by for so long anyways, okay? Now, here we go. Zero Hedge reported today that Ukraine is willing to agree to some terms. President Zelensky's 14-hour-old ABC News interview, which was detailed Um, throughout the day today on a lot of different news stations, is finally getting widespread distribution and is being repackaged as a significant nod to Moscow on what's uh, been Putin's core issue he cited as justification for launching the war. In other apparent nod aimed at placating Moscow, Zelensky said he's open to compromise on the status of two breakaway pro-Russian territories that President Vladimir Putin recognized as independent just before unleashing the invasion on February 24th, so he agrees to that. Quote, I have cooled down regarding this question a long time ago after we understood that NATO is not prepared to accept Ukraine. 
Zelensky said in an interview aired Monday night on ABC News. The alliance is afraid of controversial things and confrontations with Russia, the president added. It looks like Zelensky is finally realizing that NATO is not an option for Putin and that NATO is not moving quick enough to bring them up in, into, the, uh, into, the, into the group, into the club, the honeycomb hideout, we'll call it. So it looks like the only other option, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, Zelensky has few options here, right? He has few options without the assistance of other nations. It's clear, folks, that Russia has a far superior army and Russia will take Ukraine whenever they feel like they want to take Ukraine. So I am calling, if anybody out there has been listening to me for the last two weeks, I'm calling you to get loud and call on the Ukrainian officials to accept these terms because I'm going to tell you who's not accepting these terms, the far crazy left. The crazy left out there, the lunatics on the left, they are not accepting these terms. No, they would rather that we and the NATO countries go to nuclear war with Russia. I mean, they're literally chanting that going down the streets. If you're not going to leave Ukraine alone, then nuclear war is the only other path. I mean, there's people out there actually pining for this. How in a, in a rational world, how could anybody say, I would rather have nuclear war than to just compromise on some things that are not going to get people murdered and killed and innocent people and babies and, and then world economies to be shut down. I mean, Putin has really put the ball in the court of Zelensky. And Zelensky has the power right now. He says Putin has the power to end the war. Well, Zelensky has the power to end the war. So I call on all of those. I stand with Ukraine, uh, with Ukraine profile pictures out there to also call for for Zelensky to accept the terms and end the war amen if you agree please let me know in the comment sections in social media and repost and reshare the video I believe it's the only way folks like I told you on earlier show Putin is who Putin is you're going whatever what you see with Putin is what you're going to get there is no there is no uh, it's black and white with him at least you know where he stands. And he's offered something that I believe is fair. Now, the Ukrainian officials and NATO and the American puppets that are pulling the strings of this war, they might not agree that it's fair. But when it comes to innocent people dying, then I agree that it's fair. I agree that it's fair. Now, I will admit, folks, that I have spent the last two weeks reporting on this from a political point of view and not focusing on the people part of it. I'll admit, I have been. But I'm going to explain why, because I feel that the world is full of great people and great organizations that will help the innocent people of Ukraine and that are that are actively helping the innocent people of Ukraine find refuge right now, get money, get assistance and get help. That's happening. And there's hundreds, if not thousands or hundreds of thousands of people out there to assist and do that. But there are not hundreds of thousands of people out there that is going to dig in deep between these two stories, find the truth, and give it to you regardless of how popular it is. So I felt like I had a better, uh, it was better for me, it was a better ROI for all of you, for me, to be covering this from a political point of view. However, tonight I want to do something different, folks. Tonight I want to do something different. Real America's own Ben Berkwam as you know, is probably one of the best field investigators there is in news broadcasting today. 
Ben Berkwam was in Washington, D.C. today, and he got an interview for Live from America from a, from a young woman named Natalia from Kiev, from Ukraine. And he started, to, he gave her an interview, and, uh, or he interviewed her, and while he was interviewing her, he even tried to talk about the political part of this because it is the issue. And she was having nothing to do with it, ladies and gentlemen. She was having absolutely nothing to do with it. She was talking about the people and the humanitarian part of it. So I'd like to play that video for you right now so we can all get our minds just for a minute off the political portion of this. And thank you, Ben, if you're watching, for getting this interview for Live from America. God bless you for that. Here we go. You mind telling me your name? Uh, my name is Natalia. I am from Ukraine, from Kiev. And you were just talking to me about your situation. So you came to visit and now you're stuck? Yeah, I came for a few months and I wanted to come back to Kiev, but I'm stuck in the United States now. I have all my scenes, my life, which I left in Kiev. And uh, I need to wait. I hope everything will be better soon so I can travel and visit my parents. They are in the west of Ukraine. Are you, are you in communication with any of them right now? Yes, every day uh, we are in touch. Um, every time I text, call them, uh, watching news, and I worry about them very much because we don't know what to expect. How, how much of the news, I don't know if you follow the uh, U.S. news, how much of what we're seeing would you say is accurate from what you're hearing from the ground from your family? Uh, well, um, I'm watching also uh, United States news. It's more soft, I would say. Mm, when I compare to Ukrainian news, uh, there you can see more um, reality, I would say. Um, yeah. But, uh, and what do you think is going to happen? What ultimately do you... Uh, we just hope uh, everything's solved and uh, we have some... Uh, support now from different countries and uh, we really appreciate it uh, yeah and we have a lot of refugees who live in ukraine now they are in poland romania uh, nearest countries and uh, we have support from united states also and canada open uh, for us with no visa and would be nice if united states also will give a chance uh, for our people um, not to have so long uh, process about visa and we can meet maybe in United States or because now in Ukraine it's just impossible. And a lot of Ukrainians here working, living and uh, they want to take family here for a while so they stay in safe but uh, a little bit problematic to get visa even now to United States for Ukrainians. Is, is that interesting to you? I, have you followed any of uh, America's border issues where we have hundreds of thousands of people coming across illegally, that they're letting those people come in, but they're not uh, letting uh, people if, if fleeing from war in Ukraine come in? Uh, well, I know our people <laughs> do everything legally yeah. about visa. If uh, they cannot get visa, they don't go and not trying to be uh, illegally in the country. We are very um, confident uh, about and doing uh, all best. If not legal, we better go to another country like uh, yeah it's not about ukrainians yeah, so you, we know you guys follow the law about, yeah. yeah we follow the law one sure. one thing um and i don't know if you'd know this but there's been some discussion about why the democrats are concerned or supporting ukraine there's uh there's uh, 
obviously it's a tragedy what's happened to the people of Ukraine, but there, uh, in the past there's been talk of Ukraine being a, a money laundering country for people like Joe Biden and, and protecting people like Joe Biden and, and his son Hunter. Do you know anything about that or have you? Not really. Okay. <laughs> and no, no worries. But well, God bless you. I, we pray for you in America and pray for your family. Thank and you very much. We all need this uh, praying now and uh, good energy from all over the world. And uh, yeah, we hope. Thank for you. Is Natalia? Yeah, Natalia. Oh, God yes. bless you. Natalia Kovtun. <laughs> How do you say the last name? Natalia Kovtun. Kovtun? Yeah. All right. Yeah. You want to add anything? Thank you very much. It was God. nice to meet you. Yeah. God bless you. Thank you. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was Ben Berkwam. Um, and as you can see, you you know she knew what he was talking about when he was asking her those political questions. But kudos to her for not taking it political. You know, kudos to her for being understanding enough where Ben was trying, what Ben was trying to get her to say. Now, uh, I don't think Ben was being malicious in any way. Ben wanted to get her honest opinion about it. But I have to say, kudos to her for keeping it about the humanitarian portion of it and for not allowing uh, you know, the conversation to turn political so that she could focus on what really mattered there for her and for her family. Great job. We're going to take another commercial break here, folks. Real America's Voice News. This is live from America. We'll be right back with much more right after this. Stay tuned. So what did you guys all think of that, uh, that, that interview? I thought it was um, when Ben told me about it and sent it to me. Um, you know, I, did, I thought she was going to say something about what Ben was referring to as, a, as, a, as, you know, the border and all that. And you could see that she smiled. She knew what he was talking about. But I thought it was as, when the, as I watched the whole interview and I got finished with it, I said, wow, I really respect that woman. I really respect that woman. You could see that she didn't really want to say anything political. And I get it. I get it. I would have respected her just as much had she said something political. You know what I mean? But the fact that she didn't, I was like, wow. You know, that really, it's just, I don't know if it, you feel the same way as I do about it. But I just, I, I got a whole nother level of respect for her for some reason, you know? Um, Dautet says, Jeremy, you have the best shows. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so very much. So she believes the propaganda of the Ukrainian media is feeding her people. Actually, she really doesn't. She just, there are people that are being displaced. There are refugees. She said her mom and, and dad are, are where they are, and they're okay. And they're in Western Ukraine. She says they have, you know, they're texting and talking every day. Um, but the Ukrainian people are in the middle of this. They, you know what I mean? Just like the United States, just like American people are in the middle of a stolen election and, and, and you know, wars all over the country or all over the world that the United States creates. So one, thing, one per people that we've kind of not really forgotten but really haven't highlighted here is the people involved. And I said from the beginning, the people that are going are gonna to hurt from this is all of us, not the elites. But the elites need to be exposed and they need to be driven out of power in all countries, all over the world. I agree with you, Jeremy. I, I appreciate that, Denise. Uh, truth is out and it's growing. Yeah, let me ask you this. Let me ask you guys all a question. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm a very serious question here. Ever since, let's say, the middle to the end of last week, how many more people do you see now talking about who's at fault here for real 
and going against the narrative based on information that keeps coming out, truth that keeps coming out. How much more aligned with what we've been saying here on Live from America are other individual or small news sites or even some of the big ones starting to align with? That's what I would like to know. Have you seen an increase of this truth finally getting out? And if you have, let me know, because it's a good way for us to gauge where we go with our investigations and our reporting and our conversations with people to get the truth out there. So, yes, we're going to come back with the Ted Cruz interview. Yes, we are. Yep. 2360 permits to drill for oil were issued to BLM this year. Not sure what that meant, but um, it has to be done for humanity for all children. Bad Moon says an increase. A lot more says Emerald. Good. It's good to see that. I wonder if their MSM is as bad as ours. Well, she says they're actually they're actually uh, more, you know, more real than ours. She said ours is very soft. So I don't know what she meant by that. Cruz and Ron Johnson. Yeah, they did good today. I got to give them that. Got to give them that. Look up who's pulled permits for drill to for oil. Okay. Okay, I will. I wonder what will become of the biolabs. We're actually going to be talking about the biolabs on tomorrow morning's show. So we'll, uh, we'll pick that back up then. Here we go. Let's get back to it. Folks, thanks for sticking around here on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America. I know it's late in some places, but God bless you all, and thank you very much for watching the show. Now we're going to stay with Ben Berkwam for a minute because Ben Berkwam also got another interview today by Senator Ted Cruz. Now, I don't know if some of you know, you may know, you may not, but Senator Ted Cruz and Senator Ron Johnson were two senators that actually reached out and actually made contact with the People's Convoy, with the Truckers' Convoy. And what I really like about this, now we knew people like Marjorie Green, uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Green. We knew people like Congressman Matt Gates. We know those guys are new Republicans, okay? Those are the new Republican Party. Those are the America First members. We knew they were going to, uh, you know, we knew they were going to reach out and that they were going to be part of this and they were going to talk to people. They were going to talk to the organizers. They're always involved in great things. But the fact that two sitting U.S. senators got involved, reached out to the organizers, what this does, folks, is it legitimizes the convoy as not a terrorist organization, fringe group of right-wing extremists. Now, you might hear that if the mainstream media ever reports on this at all. But for right now, this is really good for us because it means that they cannot be demonized. I'm not going to say they cannot, but the chances of them being demonized like they were up in Canada is, is it, it's a lot less now. The chances are a lot less because of two U.S. senators reaching out and making sure, you know, kind of making sure for the rest of the elites up there that they're not terrorists. But either way, it was a good interview with Ted Cruz. Now, I know that there's a lot of times I'm hard on Ted Cruz, and when Ted Cruz deserves it, I'm going to be hard on him. When he calls January 6th people terrorists, I'm going to be hard on him. But one thing I've noticed about Ted Cruz, he does a lot of flip-flopping, but he does a lot of flip-flopping, I believe, for the right reasons, meaning that he listens to what the, he has his ear to the ground and he listens to what people are saying to him on a social media page. He listens to what people are saying to him on interviews and he, and he changes course. Now, what does he, does he change course because he believes in it? Or does he change course because he got caught and the people say, no, we don't want you to do that? Well, either way is good for me because you don't have to believe everything I believe to be an elected official and do the, the bidding that we want you to do. You know what I mean? 
You don't have to agree with everything. If you're an elected official and you're representing me, then you're, you have my interests as your priority, not your interests. So either way, I'm good with it. And I thought this was a good move by Ted Cruz. So a big shout out to Ben Berkwam for getting this interview as well. Let's cut to that interview, please. Uh, well, what was and just wanted to ask you about the meeting this morning, uh, what, you ex- what we expect to see, anything from D.C., obviously, with the Democrats pushing gas prices up, pushing yeah. the mandates, all that, anything uh, in the near future? Well, listen, we need politicians to listen to the people. Uh, I think the trucker convoy coming to Washington is powerful. It follows on, on the incredible uh, trucker convoy we saw in Canada. And I think regular people across this country, they're, they're, they're fed up. They're fed up with, with petty tyrants that want to control their lives. And, and this convoy is all about freedom. It, it ought to be your choice. It's your freedom to make your own health care decisions about your life. If, if you make the choice to get vaccinated for COVID, that's your choice. You have a right to do that. But, but if you make the choice not to, that should be your choice as well. And, and we are seeing these, these petty politicians putting in place policies that are firing thousands of people across the country. They're firing cops and firefighters. They're firing soldiers and sailors and airmen and Marines. They're firing uh, airline pilots and flight attendants and mechanics. They're, they're, they're firing truck drivers. And, and it is wrong. And the truckers, I, I just, I'm grateful for the truckers having the courage to stand up and say, hell no. I think that's a message that's resonating across the country. Thank you, sir. Real Steve Bannon. So again, you know, I have my, I have my own issues with Ted Cruz and I'm sure a lot of you do too. I'm going to go hard. Like I said, I'm going to go hard on Ted Cruz when he deserves it. And there's a lot of things that Ted Cruz does that I don't agree with, meaning that he does, he, he, he reminds me of another Trey Gowdy, reminds me of a, another Lindsey Graham in the making. Let's hope not. Let's hope that he continues to keep his ear to the ground and actually listen to what his constituents and what his voters and what the Republican Party wants as a whole as we move forward into this new uncharted territory and this new uncharted land. Um, but I got to say, I, I, I do have to say this, for reaching out and talking to the convoy, for actually doing what we wanted him to do, and for actually taking the time and not just dismissing the convoy, you know we're going to have to give it to him. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the Smarty Award of the Day here on this March 8th. 2022 goes to Senator Ted Cruz and Senator Ron Johnson. By the way, I like Senator Ron Johnson a little bit more. I'm not going to lie. Actually, a lot of it more. But they're going to get the Smarty Award of the Day because they understood that these truckers mean business, the people mean business, and they understand that if they don't get out there and get ahead of this now, it's going to get a lot worse for everybody. So that was smart on their part. Meanwhile... Meanwhile, as the rest of the world is getting rid of COVID because COVID got rid of us a long time ago, California's still crazy. California's still insane. Want me to prove it to you? Well, here we go. State health agents have conducted a mask, a a series, I should say, of mask raids on three private California. Are you ready for this? 
preschools. State health agents conduct mask raids on three private California preschools and interrogate toddlers without parents present and obviously without parents' consent. Several parents in San Diego are now outraged after finding out that the state regulators stormed several preschools and interrogated their young children in private as part of a state mask enforcement operation. I smell class action lawsuits at the very least. And maybe some parents in jail. I know I would be in January. California child care licensing investigators questioned numerous students between the ages of one and four at three Aspen Leaf preschools in the San Diego, California area. The private teacher-owned schools were all simultaneously raided by state agents who immediately began isolating the students alone and interrogating them about the school's masking policies. Unacceptable with a capital U. State enforcement operation came, uh, comes after officials visited Aspen Leaf facilities twice in December and saw children who weren't masked. Oh, no. Somebody call the SWAT team. Somebody please call the SWAT team. Preschool kids aren't wearing their mask. Oh, we got to go in and shut this down. We got to shut this down. No citations were written at the time, but investigators sent notif- uh, sent and notified the school a few days days later to warn that children are required to wear masks. The state then received a complaint about masking at the school in mid-January. You know, some crybaby liberal parent probably drove by drinking a Starbucks coffee, texting on an iPhone while driving, wearing skinny jeans so tight that they can't breathe. They probably turned their head and saw some kid walking out of school without a mask and nearly got in an accident and killed somebody because they had a, they had a TDS moment where they had to freak out and scream at the sky. These, I'm telling you, there's so many losers on this planet. Oh, it's a good thing God loves them all. I can tell you that. Um, the, uh, then the state uh, received a complaint about masking at school in mid-January, which prompted investigators to call and demand that the school enforce the mandate. However, the school did not budge on its position and all three of their locations were raided by state investigators a few days later according to aspen leaf's co-owner howard Wu. big shout out to howard Wu. maybe everybody should uh, reach out tomorrow to aspen leaf's uh, school and say uh congratulations to howard Wu for being a hero and not masking those kids up and not budging on their policy after the raids all three preschools were issued type a violations by the state for failing to comply with the mask mandate, forcing Wu to change the school's masking policy to avoid getting shut down entirely. This is what they do. They are bullies, ladies and gentlemen. They are bullies. We're worried about all that, but we're not worried about a war. We're not worried about our economy. We're not worried about the southern border. We're not worried about all the coronavirus that's coming over that southern border or the children that are being trafficked and killed. And we're dang sure not worried about... By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? Ladies and gentlemen, the world is a messed up backwards place. But you and myself and many others, we are on the path to fix it. I promise you that. We are going to take a quick commercial break. Aspen Leaf. That is the name of the school. Aspen Leaf. Call him and give him some encouragement. We'll be right back right after this.
I'll tell you what, let that, you know what, it's a private school. That's the other thing. It's not even a public school. I mean, these people are so out of their league jurisdiction and ability to be able to do this to people. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. But you know what? I've got a friend who lives in, in Vermont, and he's going through a lot of this crazy stuff. He's going through a lot of this crazy stuff with his uh, kid's school as well. And it seems to me, folks, that the school, the Democrats' plan in all of this was not only indoctrination after years and years and years and years. It wasn't just indoctrination. It was also to literally take your kids and own them. We will raise them. We will tell you how to parent your child. We won't pay for it. No, no, we won't pay for it. We won't take time out of our day to take them to their doctor's appointments. We won't take time out of our day to go to their school functions or go to their plays or go to their sports, drive them here, drive them there, clothe them here, feed them there, diapers here, bottles there. No, we won't do any of that. You're going to do that, but we're going to tell you how to do it, when to do it, why to do it, and where to do it, okay? That's the school system today. That's the public school system today. They ought to be ashamed of themselves, and we ought to shut them down. We ought to shut down the entire public school system. I know there's a lot of collateral damage in that. I know there's a lot of people, a lot of great teachers out there that are just wanting to teach. And I am sorry for those people. I really am. When I rant about the public school system, but I, it, it's just like the IRS. It's just like the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, and all these other alphabet agencies. They need to be shut down. They need to be completely mopped, mopped right out of existence and built up from the bottom up. That's what they need. That is exactly what they need because there's no fixing them in time to save the last four generations. The only thing we can do is try to take over the school boards, become ele- be, uh, get elected, and fix them over time. But you're talking about two generations from now. It's really, it's really something else. It's really something else. Which reminds me, as soon as we get done here today, I have to go over and we have to vote in our school board. We have to vote for our new school board here. And I can't wait to have my voice be heard. Let's come back and go to the next section. Here we go. How you doing, you guys? You're here with us here on Live from America only on Real America's Voice News. Well, that's not true because you can also watch all the other shows and podcasts on JeremyHerald.com, iHeartRadio, Rumble, Roku, Firestick, the whole nine yards. Follow me on Getter. Follow me on Instagram. I even got one of those pesky TikTok accounts so I can uh, annoy China. And all the little TikTok dancers on there who think they're going to do it for the living for a living for the rest of their lives, but uh, are in for a sad, sad, rude awakening. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, a new fascist group led by Media Matters founder David Brock and former Democratic Majority Leader Tom Daschle is now targeting attorneys who supported President Donald J. Trump following the criminal theft of the 2020 presidential election. Let's get into it. Far left activists, including David Brock and Senate Majority Leader Tom Daschle have been targeting Trump attorneys and they're going to do it in an attempt to deter conservatives from challenging any future election fraud schemes by the left. But let me tell you something. We're not going anywhere. The 65 Project says that they are, quote, protecting democracy by destroying democracy. We've reported on Media Matters many times in the past 18 years. They've worked with Facebook to remove conservative and pro-Trump groups on the platform. They've attempted to remove Fox News from cable networks. Media Matters bragged about getting Fox News' Trish Reagan um, taken off the air. They were behind the cancellation of Bards Fest in St. Louis. 
a Christian group that was gathering to discuss the stolen election of 2020. They were behind the effort to remove the Donald Reddit page. They, their mission is to remove conservative voices from the American media landscape. And to be honest with you, up until now, they've had great success. Up until now, they've had great success. But things change. Things definitely change. Now David Brock from Media Matters is going after attorneys who helped President Trump after the 2020 election was stolen from him. The news organization is named the 65 Project. So wherever you can find these scumbag swamp donkey trolls on the internet, you know what to do, ladies and gentlemen. Do I have to play the music? We'll go ahead and do it. The group has already filed lawfare hits against Jenna Ellis, Cleta Mitchell, Joe De, De, uh, De Geneva, De Genova, excuse me, Boris Epstein, and many others. According to Axios, a dark money group with ties to Democratic Party heavyweights will spend millions this year to expose and try to disbar more than 100 lawyers who worked for Donald Trump. Could it be George Soros? Could it be George Soros who just dumped in $125 million into Democratic super PACs? I don't know. Could be. Could be. Why it matters, the 65 Project plans to begin filling, uh, filing complaints this week and will air ads in battleground states. It hopes to deter right-wing legal talent from signing on to any future GOP efforts to overturn elections, including the midterms and or 2024. They're basically going to start scare tactics. They're going to start the fear porn as, as if you try. The group takes its name from a count of lawsuits that sought to uh, invalidate the 2020 results. David Brock, who founded Media Matters for America and Super uh, PAC American Bridge 21st Century, and is a Hillary Clinton ally and prolific fundraiser for the Democrats. He's advising the group. The group wants to make it clear that any attorney who stands in their way will be a target of the fascist regime that they call the the 65 Project. Hey, I know there's a lot of very talented lawyers out there who happen to have uh, Republican-leaning politics, conservative politics and policies and the way they live their lives. I know there's a lot of really, really uh, skilled and talented attorneys out there who are Trump supporters. My advice to you is don't let these losers roll over you. You know the law. They don't know anything. All they know is how to lie, cheat, and steal, but you know truth, justice, and the American way. So if I were you, I would strap on that full armor of God with no fear whatsoever because you have all of us. And we are more powerful than this leftist cancel culture machine ever even thought of being. And I think we've proved that through the baseball all-star game, through Woca-Cola, through the stupid airlines and everybody else that we've made backtrack on their decisions. We are the majority. You are pukes. We are the ones that run this country. You do nothing But tear it down. Meet these losers head on with the law, with the armor of God, and with the full power of two-thirds majority behind your back. And don't let these losers run over you. That is my advice to you if you are an attorney in the United States of America who leans right or who may have helped out in any way with the stolen election of 2020. Get involved. Wake up. And start telling these people the way it is. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. We just met with our accountant. This first year of life from America being an actual business, we met with our accountant today. And I got to tell you what, with Joe Biden and the presidency, the amount of taxes that we're going to owe the federal government to do what with? To do what with? To squander and go give money to the Ukraine? Go give money to China? Huh? 
pay for pay for uh, million dollar uh, investigations on how frogs' eyes tend to react to different light. Like, look, I have no problem paying taxes if you're taking my money and you're doing something well with it. But when you're going to take my money and you're going to add that to the $30 trillion in debt where you've bankrupted my kids, my kids, kids, and my kids, 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 then I don't want to give you the money. I really don't. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And I think there's a class action lawsuit out there that could say, uh, excuse me, we, uh, we are experiencing taxes, uh, taxation without representation. Well, what do you mean? Well, we don't feel like we're being properly represented in the White House. We feel that Joe Biden stole the election, so maybe a class action lawsuit would put them on their heels and make them prove to us that they won instead of making us prove to them that we won. How about that? Put them on their heels for a minute. If you're going to tax if you're going to tax us to death and you're going to take all of our hard-earned our hard-earned money and the money that we work for and you're just going to take it and do nothing with it, then I want taxation with representation and I don't believe that that illegitimate loser that's sitting in the White House right now is proper representation of my tax money. And if you are, prove it to me. Prove that you won. And don't give me some lame certification from Brad Raffensperger that said that you won Georgia. No, prove to me you won. Just like the IRS would come and audit you. They want receipts. We want receipts. Maybe it's a tactic. Maybe it's a strategy. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. But somebody out there who watches this show is. And somebody out there who watches this show does know the law. And I think we ought to put them on their heels. And we ought to make them show show us that we have proper representation. Amen? Now, (laughs) now that I'm done screaming, Democrats, ladies and gentlemen, a new poll, (laughs) this is incredible, a new poll out confirms that a majority of Democrats are born cowards, traitors, and quislings, wussies, sissies, whatever you want to call them. As the world witnesses what is happening to Ukraine, Americans were asked, What would they do if they were in the same position as Ukrainians are now? Stay and fight for your country or leave your country? A majority of people asked, 55%, say they would stay and fight for their country. While 38% say they would leave their country. But this is even more telling. Republicans who were asked, 68% said they would stay and fight for their country, while 25% said they'd leave. Independents, 57% said they stay, would stay and fight, while 36% said they would leave. And, and, and rounding out the bottom, ladies and gentlemen, where they belong and every other thing that they do, Democrats round out the bottom where only 52% said they would stay and fight for their country, while over 40% said they would leave their country. They're born cowards. They're born losers. They don't care about their country. They don't care about their nation. And that is why we are in the position that we are in today. And that is what, has, uh, that is what the public school system has bred into every one of our children who are involved in that terrible, terrible public school system. Anyway, folks, take another commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to leave a smile on your face, as we always do here on Live from America. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. So the whole taxation without representation thing, I just was thinking about that today. And I want to get your opinions on that. Because in this country, if you're going to tax us to death, right, then we have to have representation. Now, since we don't get to, um, since we don't get to individually say, well, look, I want to make sure my money's going where it needs to go, 
than the people that we represent or the people that we elect, they represent and tell the Cal Congress and tell the Senate where the, we, they want our money to go. But if our money doesn't go anywhere that it should and it's going to other countries, and that is at the, uh, at the direction of an illegitimate, which we believe is an illegitimate president, then aren't we getting taxation without representation? And if we did bring a class action lawsuit on them for this, would they then, and this is a good question for a lawyer and an attorney because I wouldn't know, but would they then have to produce the evidence outside of a certification that they actually won the election? I don't know. That, that seems to be a big, huge lawsuit and, and maybe way worth, you know, spend way more money on it than it's worth. I don't know. But there's something to be said there. There's something to be said there. Taxation is theft. I believe you're right. I believe you're right. I couldn't believe, I could not believe the percentage of tax that they're going to take from this first year business. I don't know what that equates to yet, but the, the first meeting with the accountant was like, yeah, it's, they, they're going to they're gonna hit you pretty heavy. And I'm like, what? Do they want to discourage people from starting businesses? And she goes, well, basically under Democrats, yes. They want to encourage you, corporations and not small businesses because small businesses have power and freedom and they don't like that. And I was like, wow. Wow. Unbelievable. This country throws away a lot of tax dollars. Amen. Amen. If you just let us have the money, Trump proved that if you just let us have the money, we'd do a lot better with it. We would stimulate this economy a lot more. Property taxes is the biggest commie tax ever. I know. Buy a house and never own it. I know. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Correct. Our money goes where they want it to. Amen. Should be no income tax at all. Amen. (laughs) I don't have a problem paying a little. You know what I mean? All right, let's get back to the show. Leave you with, uh, leave you with a leave you with a couple good uh, couple good videos here. So <clears throat> here we go, folks. It's been an honor. Thank you for joining uh, with me here on Live from America tonight. One thing that we did forget to do in the last segment was give away the dumb dumb award of the day, and I think we got to give a dumb dumb award of the day away to those Democrats who just don't want to fight for their own country. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb, dumb award of the day. Swamp donkey morons who don't want to fight for their own country. Moving on. Ron DeSantis has dismantled. DeSantis has dismantled another fake news reporter who are saying that the new bill that was signed in Florida to not allow kindergartners, you know, four, five, six, seven-year-old kids to talk about sex in school, which is definitely, as a parent, definitely something that I I agree with. Not everybody agrees with it because the the liberals down there were saying that this is the don't say gay bill and trying to to push uh, Ron DeSantis as a bigot. Watch how Ron DeSantis dealt with this fake news reporter who tried to push the don't say gay bill as a proper term. Does it say that in the bill? Does it say that in the bill? I'm asking you to tell me what's in the bill because you are pushing false narratives. It doesn't matter what critics say. It says it bans classroom instruction on sexual identity and gender orientation. For who? For, for grades pre-K through three. So five-year-olds, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, and um, the idea that you wouldn't be honest about that 
and tell people what it actually says. It's why people don't trust people like you because you peddle false narratives. And so we disabuse you of those narratives. And we're going to make sure that parents are able to send their kid to kindergarten without having some of this stuff injected into their school curriculum. Hey, man, you got to love Ron DeSantis, ladies and gentlemen. You will call him president someday, I have a feeling. Now, we're going to leave you with one more treat here, and that is our friend, Captain Deplorable, Sean, impersonating President Donald Trump, talking about the gas prices. The gas is too damn high, I just have to say. The gas is too damn high. Look at this, four eighty nine. It's a disgusting thing. I miss it when the gas used to be low. You know, it used to be so low, lower than fake news, CNN's ratings, or AOC's IQ. Now the gas is high, higher than Jerry Nadler's pants or Hunter Biden after a night on the town. Sleepy Joe, he could do it, you know. He could unleash American energy, but he'd rather talk to Venezuela and Iran. He'd rather negotiate with communists and terrorists instead of negotiating with hard-working Americans. It's a disgrace what's happening. The gas is too damn high, but it doesn't have to be, believe me. It doesn't have the to be. The gas is too damn Believe high. Me. We got to love Captain Deplorable. He's been on the show before. We're going to get him back on someday again soon. You got to smile in this current situation we're in, folks. I know it's not the greatest thing to deal with, but you know what? Christians shine in times like this, and God calls his warriors to fight evil, and that's what we're here to do. So remember, folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. If you find value in the show and you like the show and you want the show to continue, I would really appreciate you guys help funding the show by going to JeremyHarrell.com, signing up to become a monthly donor, and also using the promo code LFA when you shop at MyPillow and PatriotFoods.com. Folks, God bless you. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you are a child of God again, and no weapon formed against you will prosper. See you later, folks. Bye-bye. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming, and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America. First place. Black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, the rebirth of America. Long as I'm living and breathing.